welcome, dear listener, welcome. to Laughing at Limits with your two trusty hosts. My name is Tia and I'm sitting here with... Antonia. And uh, here we are, our second episode. This is very exciting. I know, finally. Yeah. Yes. And as promised, uh, we are going to be discussing some heavy topics today. Yeah, a bit heavier. Our angle, kind of our idea is to, yeah, just uh, pull things apart. Mm. Discuss them at nauseum. Yeah. And of course we are... Get a little uncomfortable. Exactly. Yes. Because that's what this show is absolutely about. Yeah. So uh, just to start this episode off with, you know, absolutely not in a in a light way. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about jealousy. Yes. Jealousy in relationships. Mm. If I say jealousy in relationships, what does that make you think of? Um, that makes me feel a little bit uneasy because I hope not everyone has experienced it, but I feel like everyone kind of has it some form or another. And you've definitely seen that in relationships close to you, whether that be with um, a romantic partner or, you know, a parental figure, a friend, whatever. And yeah. it genuinely can tear you down so much. So, it's it's yeah. so true. It exists in, in all the philias, right? Mm. But where does jealousy come from, in your opinion? Insecurities. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it actually has little to do with the other person, but more mm. with how you're feeling about yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And it takes so many forms as well, yeah. you know, because you don't always think that it's jealousy, but then because it is oh, the manipulation under the jealousy is, yeah. Do you think that women tend to be more jealous or men tend to be more jealous? I think that's a very common thing. <laughs> Misconception. <laughs> or women. Yes, yes. Uh, why is that? I mean, it, but is it true? I mean, obviously, I don't want to say anything too much, mm, but I think. Yeah. Maybe we've been, as women, generalizing a little bit, screwed over a little bit more than than maybe most men. I mean, I'm not saying like women are not necessarily better at that. Like we've also like women have also screwed over men, but I think we our trust just breaks a little bit yeah. easier once you've been screwed over that many times. So does that possibly could that mean that we women? Um, because we were screwed over, as you're saying, mm. um, because we're maybe a little bit more emotive, or, uh, is the reason for us kind of tending to be more jealous? Or yeah, I think we. But maybe maybe it's just because we show it a little bit more. Because I think guys do get jealous, but again, generalizing, I think they suppress their emotions a little bit more and then they just sort of explode at one point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but but I do think guys do get jealous and, and... No, and by the way, also when it comes to being emotional, I mean, we so often hear that, oh, women, you're so emotional. Yeah. Everything is about emotion. But I mean, look at guys. I mean... Yeah, punching we, a wall. It, thank like, you. Yeah. It's exactly what I was thinking. But that's Fragile how you handle ego, it. Like, like, yeah, hello. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. No, but um, I just wanted to tell you that uh, I've heard this from a male friend of mine. And he said that if a guy is out in the city mm. and he's wearing, I don't know, a good outfit, nice shoes, and he meets another dude, mm. then this guy will say, awesome shoes, man. And he'll be like, thank you. <laughs> and he'll be happy the entire evening. Yeah. Whereas if a woman goes out and another woman compliments on what she's wearing, like very nice shoes, she's going to be thinking, uh, what's wrong with the shoes? Yeah. Is it is is it the wrong shoes? Is it be and and that's I know because right? everything has an angle and yeah. everything's like oh really? Why yeah. does that? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I don't know. For women, a lot of the times we get compliments more 
than than guys, I think. And, and from guys or from women, like both, but from guys mainly, I think. Oh. I think it's easier for a guy to go up and compliment a woman than it is that a woman goes up and compliments a guy, and he lives off that compliment exactly. the rest no, of his he's, life. He's gonna know? be like, but for us, it's just sort of like. You know, yeah. it, it's nice, but mm-hmm. are you trying to get in my pants? Or you and see, if it's coming for a woman, you're like, oh, I don't know. Is you that like beautiful mm-hmm. ladies out there, and also men, just take the compliment. Just, just enjoy it and just uh, yeah. be happy with it. Because yeah. I mean, even if it's coming from a um, disingenuous place, it's still. I mean, just just take it. Oh god, right. I have such a hard time with that. Oh, you do, yeah. you do. I don't like compliments. I love the pullover that you're wearing. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Antonia is sitting here in the in a very most, Christmassy, very Christmassy. It's a beautiful red Knitted. sweater. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're looking smashing. Oh, thank you. It's the cold. Yeah, I look Jesus. like a lumberjack. Oh, and I love also it. a fat a Mexican at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's why I'm moving to Canada very soon. Um, <laughs> no, nobody wants to. No, I will. I would. Ne- I would never do that because uh, uh, we we are dedicated to this show and also to each other. Yeah. Because uh, again, as we mentioned in the last episode, you may not know us very well, but uh, and sometimes we have opposing views, but it's we. I think we have a. A good thing going here. Yeah. With, with, quite well. similar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so before we go into the very, very heavy stuff, I just would like to still uh, trickle back to this jealousy part and what happens in relationships. So we established that it's an insecurity thing. Now, this is something that I've heard from women and men. Mm. And it's the following even if there's nothing going on, even if there's nothing that you're supposed to be suspecting that your partner is doing yeah there are some individuals that are so hung up on the idea of it could happen she will cheat on me he will cheat on me i know it it's it's it it, almost to the point where you're going to start manifesting it there's nothing there but you're thinking about Hmm. it constantly why why I I am quite spiritual. I think I I don't like I I believe in the universe. Let's not do the whole religion thing. I don't want to go. Oh, into that's that. that's another episode. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's- but I I do believe whatever form or shape the universe sends us what it is that we need, lesson or whatever. And so the whole manifesting thing, I kind of get that because you also you help to to take that apart you know if you are constantly jealous if you're constantly like he's going to do something bad you know yeah then they feel that as well and it's gonna make them want to go over that edge a little bit and i understand like especially if you've come from previous relationships that are have been hard and have had had cheating in them then you know that that sits in you okay so what you're saying is that if it has happened in a previous relationship Mm. you're taking that with us so you're a little bit uneasy meaning it's happened to me before Mm. this new partner an entirely different person, but you're still thinking, ah, yeah. it could And happen. of course it shouldn't, you know, you should well, go exactly. in with a whole new mindset and yes. be like, you know, this person is amazing and, and they wouldn't do that. That's a whole different person that did that to me, but everything sits in you, you know, no matter how yeah. much you've processed or gone to therapy, talked about it with all your girlfriends, then like, <laughs> it just it, it's still in there, you yeah. know, as much as you want to bury it. Then, yeah. Yeah. So what about this thing that, again, I've... Not only heard, but also seen people do, which is the following. They will create um, another social media account <laughs> and pretend to be another guy or gal just to see if their partner will kind of, you know, uh, take the bite. Right. Is this 
is this good? Is this ethical? Is this? Because I mean, I, I definitely think that's a bit unhealthy, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether you do or not. What matters is that I need to be justified in the sense that what will really give me the release is if you do bite, yeah. is if you will engage. Mm. So why am I doing this to myself? I mean, would you not be pissed if you would find out that I was pretending to be Layla from Morocco? Of or, course, I mean, of course, yeah. But even if you're honest in your relationship and you ask your partner, like, if you're cheating or if you're liking other girls' pictures or texting them or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I, yeah. It depends on the picture, I think, because really, I do, I do. Okay, I do. I don't, I don't think, I don't see what you get out of liking some bikini photo half naked on the beach in Morocco. I don't see that, but I don't think it's cheating. I don't think, you know, but I think if... Really, Isn't it like, a little what, bit thought control? Like, why, why would you want to be, I mean, let's I'm be not, honest I'm here. not a jealous person to begin with. I feel like if you want to do that, that's fine. But then, you know, yeah. with me. <laughs> so... <laughs> oi, oi, by, by the way, now I have to put you on the spot, Antonia. <laughs> Also for the listeners, are you the type of woman that will tell their partner, do you think of me when you when you masturbate? Or is this oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. God, thank you. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you can watch porn or whatever. You can think about whoever. I'm not going to... I'm not going to think about someone necessarily that's my partner if I do that. I don't think that's cheating. I love your answer. <laughs> I love your answer. I'm going to give a little bit of an applause for that. <laughs> that's an awesome answer. Okay, but um, what about the following then? And this is another like really crazy thing of yeah. how certain people test their partners. This is the method. Yeah. And the man comes home and his girlfriend, partner, wife, whatever, says, down with your pants, uh, here's a uh, you know little bowl of water. Now you need to like crouch and put your testicles in the water. If they float, it means that you've emptied them. What? This this is a thing that some women do. No. Yes. It's wait, like, uh-huh. wait, 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 wait. No. no, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. It's a, it's, listen, there, oh. And by the way, imagine that dude coming home like, okay, dear. That was As if, no. I mean, but would you, isn't, what, would they it's even do humiliating, that? isn't it? No, you, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Would you accept this as a man if your no, partner says like, never. But that's because you were probably with somebody else. You like the picture but of is Sandra. Is that like a scientific thing? Of, I mean, like, does um, it have any proof in it that that's like I, real? Possibly not. I also cannot really pronounce myself, but this is something that some women do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's completely insane. Jesus Christ. I've also heard on the other side another method from guys. Um, this also exactly just as crazy, which is um, the partner or wife comes home, mm. down with the bra, and then he would smell the nipples. What if it smells of saliva? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that Antonia's eyes just completely change. She's just looking at me like, where does she get this stuff from? But this is. <laughs> Who the legit- fuck are these guys <laughs> and girls? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Well, that's, you know, then you are. Probably not in the right relationship or should be in a relationship. <laughs> and by the way, again, also because it's a partnership, right? So, yes. I mean, if, if if you consent to this, if you agree with this, if you say, okay, baby, yeah, just smell, yes, yeah, smell yeah, my yeah. name. 
is it? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, even if I, I could have showered, I could have put on perfume. Thank you. Yeah. It's degrading. It's no, but yeah. oh, I caught you red handed. Aha. Some saliva. Mm. <laughs> I see a droplet there. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, this very, very important thing, which some people have done? I also want to ask you if you ever have going through someone's phone. Very important with the jealousy part. Um, I've done this once. <gasps> yes. And the truth shall set you free. Yeah, Seriously? I have. Oh, no. Uh, why? What happened? Why? Well, well, I mean, I guess we're going to get into this later on. That was far into the relationship and I needed to know that I wasn't crazy, basically. Okay. Yeah. I see. So so it was in, in a way justified. It, it was. was uh, but yeah. so you actually did go through his phone and mm. you found some dirt. Yeah. But isn't it an invasion of privacy? It is. Yeah. It is. And I I felt disgusted with myself doing it, but I've also very much always relied on that gut feeling. Did you know his code? He didn't have one. Amateur. So, so <laughs> Amateur again, I'm hour. like, you kind of wanted me to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about on the other side? Has anybody ever gone through your phone? Yeah, I, not that I know of. Mm. And I think, I mean, it's pretty, I don't, I that's think it. also, Give I think your that's, phone. A, I think I that's, to- a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, you gotta get it. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a red flag. Honestly, I do. If, like, Isn't it though? If, I, obviously, maybe there are some things where you're like, I'm kind of embarrassed to show this, but I think if you can't show your partner your phone, why? Do you know this thing that some people do, also in partnerships, where they put the phone yeah, like with down. the screen down? Yeah. Like, eh, when you're out and you're you like, what, what? You see, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. And that's when the whole like the, thing becomes exactly. in your head. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe he is cheating. Exactly. Maybe, maybe there's something going on. But yeah, no, I don't think you should hide anything. No. Um, but it's the excitement for people, right? It's the whole like I'm doing something wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but but you are completely right. selfish in that. I act. know, of course you are. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you are. Okay, I have um, before, ladies and gentlemen, we go into the next. Yeah, a little bit heavier topic. I would just like to share a story here, uh, which is about a little lady, and this actually was uh, something that she posted on TikTok, and it went absolutely viral within some hours. Mm. The story is the following. So here's, a, it's an American lady and uh, she has, um, she's a, she's an Uber driver. She drives her car, she picks up people and then, you know, drives them to the destination. Obviously you all know what an Uber is. <laughs> okay. But here, here's the story. And by the way, we're going to cue the, the TikTok video in a moment. Today I picked up a guy, his wife and his kids walked him out to the, to the car said I love you daddy blah 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 so he gets in he says hi he goes I added a stop I said I saw that so we go and we pull up at the stop and this lady comes out and she's got a little bit of luggage like a handbag and a, a tote small tote she gets in and she's like I'm so glad you finally got away from your wife hmm. okay so then he kisses her and it wasn't a hi how you doing kind of kiss and so he goes I changed our drop-off location I said I saw that uh, I didn't know exactly where it was that they were going at that particular time. I just saw that it had an update. So um, they continued to talk and this, that, and the other. And she says, you know, I'm tired of you putting me off. When are you going to leave? And he said, you know, I've got some things I've got to take care of. You know, let's talk about this later. Blah, 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 blah. Keep in mind, I was about five miles from his house. So 
understand something. This is my car. I work for myself. I am an independent contractor. If I choose to end your ride, it's my choice. Uber's not going to fire me. Uber's not going to ban me. Uber's not going to get rid of me. If you are doing something crappy in my car, I have the right to handle it however I see fit. Well, he, things didn't turn out so well for him. I took him back to his house. I drove up and made him and her get out of my car at his home where his wife and his kids were. I love her already. Right. <laughs> what do you think? Because some people are like, it's not of her business. She's there to do the drive. What the, why, why is she self-police? This mm. is one side. And the other side is like, yes, 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 mm. yes, good. So she puts them out there. And then again, the rest is history. I mean, But doesn't the woman f- in the back of the cab, she doesn't know that she's being like... She knows she's the other woman. I yeah. mean, yeah. But she doesn't know at that point that like the wife is home or that she's going to meet her. Or does she doesn't care? Either or. This, this is part of the story that we don't know. Okay. But the question is, is this right? Did this Uber driver... Um, I mean, what is right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand people going like, it's not a, none of her business. You know, she shouldn't get involved because it isn't. It isn't. She's an Uber driver. She should just mind her own fucking business. She then again. And, and I get that. But... I think I relate because I would have done the same. I so, like I like the answer. <sighs> yeah, it's a difficult one. I think I wouldn't have done it if the if the other lady, the affair lady, if you will, yeah, if she didn't know about the wife, you know, uh-huh. or maybe no, I would have done it this, as yeah, I would still have done it, but maybe in a different way. I don't know, but she does know. I feel like, and then <laughs> she's kind of really punishing the other woman, not the man. Or, and this this is really my question. No, I does think it often happen that, let's say, if you're in a relationship and you find out about somebody else, mm. you would rather really concentrate your hate towards the other person rather than your partner? Mm, I don't know. I have been in a relationship where I've been cheated on, and I. <sighs> he he's dead, by the way. Dear listener, he's dead, oh, and him. and we hit the body very well. So. <laughs> I my hate was very much concentrated at him, uh, so not the other woman. I mean, yeah, it's not like I liked her or anything, but again, I was but like, did she know about you? I never actually know. You knew or find out? I I don't know. So no. I, I don't know. But um, it was his decision. It was, it was yeah. and you know, whether she knew or didn't know about me. Yes, of course, I don't like have any sort of loving feelings towards her. No. But uh. That again, like you said, it was his decision, and he, you yeah. know, he can sleep in the bed he made. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, um, we are going to, um, if you agree, take a very, very small break, and then go into our main uh, theme or segment here. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with. Um, Yeah, something really important, we think. And uh, just to be able to bring another angle, uh, we're also going to have a guest caller. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back.
Dear listener, here we are. This is Laughing at Limits with Antonia. My name is Tia and thank you so much for coming back and joining us again. As promised, this next segment will be about the parts where relationships can go awry. Mm. And it's not an easy thing to talk about, um, but we really feel strongly about the fact that it must be discussed. Yeah. And again, you may not know so much about your two hosts here, but this is going to be a personal story. And I think that it is absolutely extremely brave and commendable that you and Tony are willing to share your story. Thank you. Abusive relationship. It's, it's not, I mean, to be honest, let's just start here. Mm. I have been a very lucky girl. I don't know why. <laughs> But it's never happened to me. Mm, you've been blessed. Indeed. Yes. Because again, also, it's not something that anybody would choose. It's not as no. if you're going to go around and be like, yeah, I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to take that That's roller coaster. Big red flag. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then when it happens, as far as I understood, it's something that happens slowly. It's something that happens almost in, not, not slow motion, but even to come to the realization that you're in one mm. is a big milestone, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, do you want me to start at just the beginning of the whole thing? Exa- yes, please. Okay. Well, I know everyone's story is probably different and every abusive relationship is different and it comes in different, uh, ranges of abuse and what kind of abuse for me I was in a narcissistic abusive relationship. It was mainly mentally. It also became a bit physical towards the end. Um, but yeah, it it started off really good. Obviously, you w- wouldn't want to get into it. <laughs> Just so that we have some context. Um, how old were you when the relationship started? I was 27. Okay. Yeah. And how long did the relationship last? Eight months. Eight months. Okay. So it, everything started out as usual. Yeah. Dandy, wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's a great dude. It was a man, I suppose. It was a man, yeah. yeah. Um, except I guess, I mean, now looking back on it, I didn't really, I, I don't, I didn't realize any of these things, but I felt like it was very good in the beginning, you know, better than what other relationships have been and that now I found out is called love bombing you know where you just get thrown into this whole like rose-colored glasses of like oh you're amazing you're perfect you're beautiful you can't do anything doesn't this always happen I'm I'm, or 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 is there something specifically that is more intense in this well not usually on a first date I think I think that uh, the intensity of of basically what you're told at that point you know and I think I before had sat and been uh, seen these relationships with other people and was like, how did you not see this? Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's been so many signs, but it it can happen to everyone and anyone. And it's, it's not about like just being lonely or you need this love in your life. You know, you take what you can get basically, you know, of course. and, and so yeah, it started off good, really good. And, and I think also, because he was very good at manipulating. He was very good at telling me what I wanted to hear. Is this what love bombing means? 
by the way, just so I understand. Yeah, it, it kind of is. And, and yeah, every time I would say something, he would completely agree and he would be on my side and he would, you know, basically finish my sentence and, and mm. be like, oh yeah, I, yeah, you're amazing. And of course, I mean, I totally agree. And, and to add on to that, uh, blah, blah, blah. How long does this part last? Or well, for you, how uh, long? F- I think mine was a little bit different actually, because I think usually it lasts a bit longer for me he began to show his true colors quite early, but I, I think I was very, um, I don't know, starved for love at that point that it didn't take much for me to get into that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think usually it's maybe the first two or three months that you're just completely overwhelmed with all this love. For me, it wasn't much more than a month. And then it sort of started to switch a little bit. When you say that you were, uh, you know, uh, not just ready for it, but that you were starving for love is what you said. Mm. Could this mean perhaps that you were a target in a way? Is Could that be, um, maybe I'm asking something completely inappropriate, but... For him, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, as I've at least been told before, I'm quite a big empath and I tend to carry other people's emotions and feelings very much within me. Which is such a lovely, beautiful thing, by the way. Yeah. Yes, but also it gets you hurt a lot because, mm. you know, I mean, I can't even watch a freaking commercial on, on, <laughs> on the television without being like sobbing, <laughs> you know, because I get all these, I, I feel people's feelings. And so I think I'm quite open to everything and... I think he saw that and sort of manipulated that. I see. But when you're saying that you were, again, just want to understand the love starved, is it because you left the relationship before where you were? No, actually, I mean, it's kind of funny because I've, for my entire life, basically, I've been very um, self-sufficient and very independent Indep- yeah. and, and loved being single. <laughs> I mean, I freaking <laughs> loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, independent I, woman. I, you know? I can see it in your eyes. It's um, just like... Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and and you know, and I mean, it's not to like put myself on a pedestal, but I was like, no man is good enough, you know. I I had very high standards, but then after a while, you just I don't I don't think I've ever been lonely in my own company because I do love my own company and I love being alone and and everything. But you miss someone to just pick you up once in a while and be there for you and and you know, sleep next to someone in bed and, you know. Of course. So, and I don't know what exactly at that point triggered that, but something definitely happened that I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit of like um, an emptiness of like, I I need. This is within or during the relationship or before? Before. Before. Mm -hmm. Before. And, um, And that's when I met up with him. Also very sketchy, actually, thinking back on it now that like, we had spoken for quite a while before that, but then I found out that we lived very close to each other and mm-hmm. we met up, I think at like 11 at night. Um, Ooh, a daring woman you are. Yes. In like a dark alley f- to walk his dog, which I'm like, fucking hell. I mean, my alarm bells usually are like, maybe don't do this. But um, I was like, yep, I'm going to this. Adventurous. Yes. I did send my location to a few friends. So very good. Safely. Um, but yeah. And then, the month went by and and it's it's very difficult for people who don't know this to understand how slowly it starts to to kind of 
switch a little bit, you know, to a, a different point of like, oh, this isn't this isn't good anymore. And and what I'm understanding is that when the switch happens, you are aware of it, but not aware of it, or or how well, would you describe it? I there I don't actually remember what he said, but there was an incident. No, but there was something after that month, which usually, I mean, the first couple of months in any relationship is very honeymoonish, you know? Absolutely. And you're getting to know each other and everything's exciting. Um, <laughs> and, and I think he said something where I was like, oh, okay, sort of getting a weird feeling here. And I said uh, to about myself... About something that you've picked at a restaurant, mm, about something that you're wearing. No, it was just a little bit of a controlling comment where I was like, okay, we're just a month in. You shouldn't have to say something that I can't or can't do, you know? It, it would be possible for you to give an example. I mean, is it about you I shouldn't go out with this guy? I don't like that. Um, or why are you talking to your colleague? Uh, I don't like that. I think it was a, I think it was a point where we were supposed to meet up and I couldn't at that point. And he was just like, it was just a very degrading comment at that point of like, Oh, well then I just didn't care or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And at that point I was just like, Oh, I'm feeling a little bit weird about this, but yeah. I like him. So I'm going to meet up with him. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. switch my plans around and we're going to do this. And, and I think I had a feeling of like, Ooh, maybe this isn't going to end too well, but which you shouldn't, you shouldn't think that in the beginning, no. but no. also there was a part of me that was like, he's been so lovely, you know? So, so this, I want to, this, wanna, this is just a bad day for him. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then everything sort of just went very quickly because We did live very close to each other, so mm -hmm. I could get to his place within 10 minutes. And and it was very easy for him to sort of trick me into being like, I should be at his place at all times. Uh -huh. And I didn't think much of it because I was like, okay, well, we're having fun and we do live close to each other. And, you know, I we I want to see him as much as I can when I don't, I'm not doing other stuff. But I, I kind of like lived with him, you know, uh -huh. every time I had to go back home to feed my cats uh, or just, you know, do laundry or whatever I had to do. It was, it was a whole thing of like, oh, you're going home. Why are you not staying here? You know? And, and making you feel bad about and the making fact me that feel bad. And it, it and it, oh God, like once you've gotten out of that and once you see everything that has from been afar. far from afar, yeah. and once you've gotten away from that, you think to yourself, "You God, you're so stupid. Like you are, how did you not, you know, uh, understand? Because it But was everything. Yeah. Did, did he control what you were wearing? Yes, it was, no. it was ranging from everything to if I had to go out with friends, meet up with people, it was like, oh, you sure you want to wear that? You know, if it was a tight skirt, whatever. Even if I oh, wore baggy clothes, it would be like, mm, you'd, I mean, that's not your best look. What's you know, an absolute um, and because he was a narcissist, he was very much like, a, well, I look good and everything and you can't wear that sort of situation. But also, I mean, doing the dishes, you know, I wasn't doing that correctly. I couldn't put food away in the in the fridge correctly. I couldn't go grocery shopping with him correctly. I had to walk his dog because he worked odd hours. And if I didn't text him when I was walking his dog, then, you know, was I doing it? Could he count on me to do it? Um you know, stuff like that. If I got home too late, then, then there'd be a fight or there would be a fight. There was a, like a weekly basis where he basically broke up with me over everything. Um, and because he was so good at manipulating the whole situation of 
what we now like to call gaslighting, mm. I was very fully convinced that that was me. That was my issue because he was very good at turning around to say like, oh, I've never really been in a relationship like this before. So I didn't know. No. What, like I only thought about myself and, and never his needs. I, I just also want to ask what I've heard or not just from you, but also from other women and men, mm. by the way, that have been yeah. in similar relationships. It, it goes both ways, yeah. That there is a point, and I don't know if you can relate, of uh, um, them trying to isolate you from family, from friends. Mm. Has this happened also? Yeah, and, it has. But but that's completely crazy. I mean, how can anybody do that? Um, yeah. it, it, it's because obviously if, if I would just go out to you and say, you you can't see your mother anymore, mm. or your, or your of course you're, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Exactly, I'm gonna see her. Yeah. So, like, how how can how can this happen? Like, how does this happen? Um, I think it started off with, and even like again, looking back now, oh, insane. But if I had sort of a meeting or an engagement of some sort, I already had a bad gut feeling about having to tell him about the fact that I had to go to this. So I knew like, okay, I either have to invite him or I have to catch him on a good day at a good time in the day to tell him I actually have to do this at this point. And if I did invite him, he was like, oh, do you want me to go? And of course I would always say like, yes, otherwise I wouldn't invite you. Um, and then if we would go to these things, he would just basically sit in a corner, sulk, watch football on his phone, you know, and he would be like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to leave if like an hour had gone by and I'm like, well, I'm not ready to leave, but I will leave because I know if I don't go with you now, there's going to be a fight. So this also means that, that you have left these, uh, the, yeah, the events I, did, I didn't stay or... at these events because I knew that if I stayed at the events and I let him go home by himself, I would have to come home in the evening and I would have a big shitty fight. This is absolutely terrifying. Wow. And what about the, um, the entourage what about the um because obviously you have friends around you have family around you mm. i think it's quasi impossible to say that other people did not notice this extremely impossibly stupid behavior or what yeah i think i think with most narcissists they are very good at pretending to be the most caring and lovable people around other people And then when you're alone, it's a completely different standard. But I don't think he was very good at pretending. Um, but I mean, he did, of course, he was he was very good at being charming and talking to people and being nice to them. But looking back now, after the whole thing has ended, I have spoken to people about it and they were all like, there was something off, you yeah. know, because you didn't seem yourself yeah. as much as, you know, we would like to see the good in, in him and be happy for you then. Yeah, yeah. But so 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 there was absolutely like there was, something that yes yeah. yes um but yeah. but nobody reached out to you no nobody i mean again with the comments of course but i think i think i was so into that whole little love bubble of like i was at his place all the time i was living his life i was doing you know his errands i was doing the things his hobbies or whatever that every single person that is close to me was sort of like, as long as you're happy, but just be mm. careful, you know? And I didn't want to hear it. I didn't, like, my mom kind of saw it right away. But, she, I mean, she later told me, like, I couldn't have told you anything at that point because you wouldn't hear it. You, I mean, you were so in love, so. And that's also what I wanted to ask. Were you happy? I mean, no. 
I wasn't. No. I wasn't happy. There I were thought no, I was happy. There were no happy moments. No, but no, there was, and that's. I mean, obviously, if you're not going to stay in a relationship, that is crap all the time. But because you keep thinking back of like oh, the first month was awesome, mm. and then every time he would flip out and he would be abusive, whether it was mentally or, or physically, then the next day there would be a good day. And he would be so loving and you're like, oh, but this is the person. He just had a bad day. And I know that sounds silly and I know every single person that hasn't been in that is going to be like, no, you need to get out. You're stupid. You need to go. Yeah. But you're so like, you're so starved for that love yeah. that you're like, oh, but this is such a lovely day. And today he's complimenting me and he's loving so me. So you will be making excuses for yes, him. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and and it's it's uh, it's ab- absolutely insane yeah. To to hear this also because not just to deviate or talk about narcissists, but there's something of, at least as far as I've read and understood, coming from childhood, also kind of really feeling like a parental figure will only give you affection mm. if you are behaving in a certain way or yeah. doing certain things. Yeah, and you get little goodies. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But to... Mm. Like really take this program and then impose it onto yeah. someone that you're supposed to be loving is mm. just is just beyond cruel. Yeah. So um, when there, did it start to? I mean, again, as far as I'm hearing, you've always had kind of a little voice inside of you saying, "Ah, something is not good." Mm. When did it start to really turn? I mean, from. Um, Bad to worse, as they I say. I think there was one particular incident, um, which we uh, this coming back to the whole checking the phone thing, where I had to go to his event with his work. Um, lots of people, I think there were like 80, 90 people. And I sat next to one of his good work colleague friends, and he was very much hitting on me and had his hand wraps around, wrapped around me all night. And Another asshole, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, but I sort of was like, ha, ah, you know, brushed him off and was like, no, no, because he was on one side of the table and then my ex was on the other side. And, and he seemed fine the whole evening and I was sort of telling him, like, maybe you could talk to your friend because it's making me feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know. And he didn't do anything. He just kind of brushed it off every time I said something. And then when we did leave the party, I think we walked for maybe like, I don't know, five meters, something like that. And he just completely exploded on me that like, how fucking dare I do this? How dare I not say anything? How dare I not tell him off and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I did tell you it made me uncomfortable. I did tell him off as well. I mean, he's your friend. He knows I'm with you. And and he was like, yeah, but but if I step in now, then you as a feminist, you know, you can't like, it's gonna, it's gonna make me look like an asshole in front of all my bosses and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but, but is it though? I mean, every single person at this party could see this person very drunk, probably, I'm sorry, high on drugs as well. He went to the bathroom all evening. They could, they could see that he was very inappropriate. So it's not like you would make a scene. It's not like I'm asking you to punch this guy down into the floor or anything like that but it got to a point where like we he yelled at me the whole way to the train station when we had had to go back home and there was a group of girls there when he was yelling at me I was crying they went over to me and they asked the time and I was like I don't I'm sorry I don't have the time because I was so much in that argument with him 
and they kind of pulled me aside and they were young girls, maybe like 17, 18. And they were like, you need to come and sit with us on the train because you're not going with him. And oh. I was like, no, no, he's fine. He's just angry. And he's just, lovely you know, girls, by the way. Lovely, lovely girls. So I mean, to, to pick up on that, because wow. uh, they were all drunk as well, but they saw that and they saved me. As uh, And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'm going to go with him. And they're like, and are you, you sure? Uh-huh. You know, and they kept, and they were like, no, please come sit with us. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. And then we went on the train. He sat down, I sat down next to him. And then when I sat down, he moved And he went to a different compartment on the train. And I think we got back home that evening. I had the keys, so he sort of, you know, he had to wait for me. And I apologized profusely for not doing anything. Uh, I was like, I'm sorry. I, I did I did try. I brushed off his hands. I told him, please stop. And I said, like, of course, like, had he done anything very truly inappropriate, like stick his tongue down my throat, of course, I would have made a scene. But I also feel very uncomfortable making a scene because... I don't know anyone here. It's your work party. I am just a plus one. And it was a whole thing. And I remember at one point I sat down on the floor and I had cried so much. I was basically like hyperventilating. And he was like sitting down next to me finally after hours. And it was late, late, late in the morning. And he was like, it's fine for next time. I just know that you can't handle these situations by yourself. And, you know, I'm going to go in. But What an absolute human razor burn i'm sorry but i i um yeah but then you know it kind of he turned sweet at that point he was like i i was very uncomfortable uh i was like do you want me to stay is it okay if i stay here at your place and he was like yeah it's fine and then he was nice the next day because as he said i had to make up for things but he was going to keep an open mind about me being nice to him again and you know fixing the whole relationship after that evening yeah and then everything just sort of went very quickly after that. Um, uh, that was, I think, October or something that happened in September, October. And then a few weeks after that, I found out that he had to move out of his place because he um, the rent was, no, no, the, the lease was up. And then he moved in to my place, <laughs> which was also very insane. Yeah. Uh, also, because I mean, the whole time we were together, he didn't actually want to live in the city. So, no. so, but he didn't have any other place. Um, and of course, all my furniture and all my things weren't able to stay in my place because his so was so he, much he better. He moved your furniture out of your my place. My furniture was in storage and he moved his in because that made way more sense. It was better and it was more practical with his stuff in there, of course. Um, also, his dog moved in and, and, <laughs> What what yeah. what happens in these moments of um, and maybe it's a very difficult question or thing to answer of um, the excuses thing I understand, but is is there some kind of like a sliver of hope that it will change? Is that what keeps one yeah. going? Yeah, it is. It is because you you cling on so much to that love that you know that you felt where you're like, but I have never felt anyone love me like this before. I have never felt anyone say or, or make me feel this way before. No. Cause you know, he, he knew exactly the right words, the right way to, to do yeah. things, you know, in the beginning at least. And then the few good days that were there after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, after he moved in, that was, 
that was very intense and quickly went went very shitty um and that's yeah uh, end of december um we spent christmas together and then that was also the most horrible christmas ever but a few days after christmas uh we had to go and we had to meet up with my mom and my sister and sort of take a walk and have some christmas coziness with them and my sister had already a few weeks before that been like what is going on with you you know, she, she was like, you've lost weight, you're gray, you're not smiling, you're basically looking like a ghost. And I couldn't see that, you know, and, and I was just sort of like, just leave me alone. I was very defensive, you know, when you're like, when you deep down know you're unhappy and you're not doing well, when anyone else points that out, you're like, oh, shut up, you know, don't, yeah, don't of talk course, to me. Because it's also self-protective yeah, kind of mechanism, like a, right? Yeah, but then he hadn't met my sister, he'd met my mom once before that. We went there. And we had to walk uh, with my sister's dog and his dog. And the whole thing was just uncomfortable from the very beginning. And it, it ended in this whole screaming match scene where he was yelling at my family. And he told me he couldn't get along with my mom. And he was going to drive back home. And and basically, like, I had to choose between them and him. Um, and what did you say to that that is an insane I, thing to... I was I was I don't know I I this was in public as well you know so I, I I was crying I was my mom and my sister were both trying to like reason with me to stay and you're <laughs> um and um and I was just like no I won't hear it you know you just don't know him the way I know him and you know and and so still Still, I was this still, sliver of hope is there. Yes. Um, Absolutely and it, insane. It ended, I mean, he had, had gone away at that point. He'd left with his dog to go get his car. And and I walked back home with my family, but sort of ahead of them, not speaking, because I don't know. I think at that point, my head was just one big mess. Every single thought was just flying around of like, what the hell? Like, what 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 just happened? Like, what am I doing? What What should I do? And I got to my sister's parking lot where his car was and I just stood there crying and she came over to me and and she has also been in an abusive relationship for 10 years. So she knows and she knows exactly what to say. And she came over and she gave me a hug and she just looked at me and she was like, I know, I know what's going on. And we had plans to see each other the next day, just the two of us. And she was like, we will talk tomorrow. You will come back. It's fine. You go home with him now because I understand that's what you have to do. Oh, what an incredible sister. Yeah, but then, yeah. I mean, I went home, I sat in the car with him, I cried the whole way home, he didn't say a word to me for an hour and a half, and we just, I we got back home, I locked myself in the bathroom and sort of cried in there, made sure he couldn't hear it, because, of course, it was all my fault again that I had chosen my family over him and that I hadn't stood up and had his back and then the morning came and I woke up. I, uh, I told him I had to go back to my sister's as he knew I had told him several weeks before that I had this appointment. Um, and he seemed very sad and I came in and I was like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, he was fine, you know. And I left, I went to my sister's and in the evening I said, okay, I'm going to stay at my sister's. We're going to have a girl's sleepover. 
And he just basically texted me like, oh, it's fine. You can go out and you can screw whoever you want. You just go to town on that. What an absolute fucking asshole. As, I mean, this was not like news. It told me this several times before. Um, but I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm at my sister's. My niece is here. You know, we're going to have a girl's night. We haven't spent Christmas together. And he was like, it's fine. I'm going to pack my stuff. I'm going to um, go to to my friend's house and you won't see me anymore. And... And I went in, I had the phone call outside of my sister's place and I went in, she's like, what's happening? And I told her everything and she's like, has this happened before? Well, knowing that it has because she's been in it and we spoke about it. She went through all my messages. She could basically word for word say what was going to happen next. And I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten out of this, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah, that was hard. Um, so that was sort of the end of that. I spent three days at her place trying to get him out of my apartment and he wouldn't leave. Obviously, he had no place to go, but it was my apartment on paper and the whole thing of like I had to threaten with police to get him to leave and, and get his shit out. And also I knew that it sounds insane saying it as well, but even after all that, there was still a part of me I thought at least that loved him. So I was like, I I know that if I see him, if I go back home, he's going to pull me in because as soon as I told him, like, you have to get out, you have to move your shit, I can't see you anymore. Even if it was his proposal that he was leaving and dumping me, he, he, he was he pulling me back. He changed, of course. It, of course, it was like 100% his fault. He loved me. I, he'd never met anyone like me. And that's when he started to pull me back in. My sister was like, turn off your phone. Just don't look at it. We will deal with it. And we did, and you know, and he got back out, hope, uh, luckily. But um, yeah, that was that was rough. He uh, he took three days, and I had a lot of panic attacks going back to my place and and seeing it empty and moving my stuff back in and everything. So yeah, and Tanya, you you are incredibly brave and and truly to the core, so awesome. I'm in awe of you in every single way. Um, I, I, for the first time, um, doing radio, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words. Oh, thank I, you. Th- I think thank it's you for sharing. I, share. I mean, I do. I also, um, yeah. If if you agree, I would just like to take a very teeny tiny break mm-hmm. before we continue. I also have some follow up questions, and then after that, we could maybe have a. A guest caller yes. uh, to share their Let's story as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for opening up this way. Thank you. It's I <laughs> am. Com- it's completely in all of you. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> Thank you for listening and um, asking the right questions. Well, dear listener, this is uh, Laughing at Limits with Antonia and Tia. And I would just like to say that this has been, when I'm saying, I mean, this is the name of our of our podcast, is the name of our, sh- of our show, but we have uh, taken a vow to really dissect 
all those topics that are sometimes difficult to look at, mm. sometimes could be hard to swallow, but I think that it is extremely important that we shed a light on them nonetheless. Yeah. So um, just to be able to get a different angle, we have the privilege to be able to call a um, guest speaker. Mm-hmm. And um, this guest speaker would, uh, again, also beautifully, is willing to share their story within this, uh, within this topic and within this realm. So um, are we ready to uh, give her a call and see if... Yeah, uh, let's see. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's go for it. Hello. Hi. Hello and welcome to the show. Is this <laughs> is this Maria? Yeah. Hi Maria. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your yeah, willingness to uh to be a part of this. You're are, welcome, of course. Are the kids asleep? Is everything good at home? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> are you in your pajamas? Everybody is uh, cozy, <laughs> comfy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, I uh, have a hunch that you already know what the topic of today's episode is. And yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Again, without throwing you into the big waters, uh, first off, thank you so much for wanting to share your story because yeah. we're talking about abusive relationships here on this episode. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as far as I understood, you've been in one, right, Maria? Yeah, I have, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How how long ago has this happened? Um, it's about two and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if I may ask you, I mean, just so so that you can share the story with us, how did it all start? What uh, if you could just give us a run through the relationship? How did it start? How long did it last? And uh, what happened really? Um, I met him a night when I was out with a friend. Um but I wasn't really into him back then. Hmm. And then one and a half year later, we meet again at a wedding. It was the same friend and her and his best friend who was getting married. And then, then we just hit it off there and it all started. It's about six and a half years ago now. So we were together for almost four years. And everything was fine in the beginning, no red flags, or were there any red flags, in your opinion? Um, everything was fine in the beginning, and there was some red flags, but I couldn't see them back then. I can only see them now. Yeah. What, what, were, uh, the, what were the red flags, in your opinion, now looking back from this position? Um, I think that his timber was... Um, really out there <laughs> he was getting so angry sometimes and just yelling at me or you know anybody else who was doing something wrong around him yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah so yeah. Um, but, uh, but he was not yelling at you in the beginning i assume or mm, no not not at me but around me and that's just yeah. that was not Nice to be around, you know. Once I remember, we have been dating for like four weeks or so, and then we were at McDonald's uh, drive-thru, and when we got home, he has one burger and thought it was too cold. And you know, 
when you're that yeah. <laughs> with McDonald's, especially. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not even really sure that it was the wrong burger, but um, you know, McDonald's will always get cold just two minutes after you ordered it. Of so yeah. that's just how it is. <laughs> exactly. But he he called them up and just yelling at them and was so angry that he got this one burger and got a free meal out of it. So. And what that was the. What what were you doing in this situation? Like what 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 were you feeling while he was yelling? Did you feel um, ashamed, weirded out, yeah. disappointed? Yeah, so ashamed. I was I was happy though that it was at home, but I'm just sitting there with my burger in my mouth and couldn't eat because it was so uncomfortable to be yeah. around his timber and that he could be so angry about this little thing and in my mind. Just, just because again, I mean, Antonia also has shared your, her story, and mm. to be honest, between you and I, Maria, fortunately for me, I was never subjugated to any kind of relationship of this sort. But I just would like to ask you, what is the thing that draws you back in? I mean, is this is because he's beautiful? Was he a good? Was he making good love? Like what? What? I, please excuse my. Possibly very stupid questions, but I'm just trying to kind of really step into your shoes. What uh, what kept you going, staying with this man? Um, I don't know. I think that it was I was madly in love with him for like the first time, second time we met. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and I was just drawn that he really wanted me and would really be around me. I have never felt that affection before and that he would like to be with me all the time and was you, that was, you felt it was that, just like, not love bombing whole thing. Yeah, but I won't say it was quite love bombing, but um but I have never been in a relationship that was so intense no before. Uh, what, what and do I you, really like that what he, do you he mean? would hold my when you say intense what does that mean? I mean he, was, he, he would hold my hand uh-huh. when we were walking down. He was proud to be with me. Um, and of course, was, who, who wouldn't think that that's wonderful, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and um, then it was just, everything moved so fast. We moved in together two and a half months in. So I was, you know, kind of stuck yeah. really soon that. with him. And it was hard for me to get out because he has all those issues from his childhood. And mm. I would just really want to take care of him. Of course. And it's such a beautiful, beginning. noble thing to do. When you say issues mm. in childhood, what, what do you mean exactly? Did he have a troubled um, childhood? Yeah, his father drank. And um, his mother got a lot of different boyfriends that was not quite nice to him. Mm. But I won't go too much into his life. I don't think that it would be ethical. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. What? What? What was? What was a like a really big turning point in 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 this whole affair in this intense love affair that turned really sour, in your opinion? Um, um I don't know. Uh, I wasn't the one who left, so that was not quite that turning point for me because I really want to try to do this right. Mm. We we got a kid when we have been together for two years, yeah. and then I got pregnant again, one and a half year later. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the pregnancy, he left me 
right before I, we have to go to the first scan. And then I figured out it was twins all by myself. <laughs> really? You, you, you got twins? Wow. By the way, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a beautiful thing. But uh, yeah. okay. W- were you, by the way, if I may ask you, were you ready to have kids or was it his idea? Or was it your idea? It was our idea. Okay, <laughs> it was a common decision. So this was not yeah. something that he was like, oh, Maria, it's you and I. Start a family. <laughs> no, okay. So it was no, a common it's not decision. like that. What, what about the, um, your friends, the family that was around you? I mean, could they see that you were not well, that you were suffering or that you were... No. No. Unfortunately, I never shared anything. Um, because I was too ashamed. I always covered for him every time anything went bad. And when he didn't show, I was just telling people that he was sick. And then I would go to any family things or friends things, both on my family side and his. So it, I was, I don't know the word in English, um, mm. it's, it's a thing. He was an, um, a drug addict to cocaine before I met him and then he was just getting out of it when we started dating but of course he fell back into that pattern a lot of times and when he left me he was doing that (laughs) a lot but I didn't really know the abuse before he was out of my life Mm -hmm. because then his um, then he really turned and got aggressive even more than before I did some terrible things when you say aggressive, and I know this is difficult to talk about, and thank you so much for sharing <clears throat> this, um, has he been physical at any point? If um, no, only once. He, um, we got into an argument, and he was yelling at me. And I was standing um, in the hallway and uh, crying, pregnant with our first child. And he wanted to go and I asked him to stay because he uh, would leave me and then he just grabbed my arms and moved me so I got uh, you know some bruises but it was not like yeah, so hard but then later oh, that no, day right. the it's, it's still absolutely not excusable no. in any no. way it's, it's no, no. so that's um, really aggressive <laughs> it's uh if just really th- thank you so much for you're so brave you're yeah. so beautiful <laughs> really thank you for sharing this with thank us thank you so much it's uh it's harrowing to to hear about this i, I just want to ask this has anything changed sexually in the relationship i just i feel like i need to ask i mean mm. from the beginning until you know i am yeah. um, in the beginning it was there was a lot of sex and it was really intense um lovable mm-hmm. but I think the last two years that was not a lot <laughs> no, and you um, also probably kind of felt like you, you I mean who would want to engage in something that's supposed to be intimate and beautiful yeah. right yeah what about what about your kids um has he been there at the birth of your children um he was there for the almost first two years for my yeah my son um of course he was absent some weekends and especially the last, the last few months before he left us. Then he saw my kid like four, six times before the twins was born. It was yeah, over six months. And after the twins' birth, he didn't see, he didn't come to the birth, but 
he came an hour later and saw them and hold them and was crying a little bit, giving me a kiss and then walking away. And I didn't see him for 10 months after that. Wow. What, what? Yeah, we were, we wasn't, you know, we were writing together and was talking on the phone sometimes, but, um, 14 days after the twin was born, I figured out that he has another girlfriend and that she was pregnant too. No. So that's only, yeah. Oh he got her pregnant oh at the same goodness. time as me. What an yeah. absolute great <laughs> a asshole this guy is. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and this girl is not just anybody. It was his best friend. Oh, oh, so I have been sharing Jesus beers Christ. and she has been sleeping in my home and yeah, <laughs> with this girl. Wow. You, you said, if I understood correctly, that it was he who left you, not you, him. Did I understand? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when this has happened, were you, of course you were upset, but were you trying to get him back? Were you trying to sell? Oh yeah. Stuff? Of course. Because mm. father of your children. So hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the father of my children. I, I tried to get him back. Also, after I figured out that he's got this new girlfriend, I still hope that we will get to back together. But um, when I figured out three months after giving birth to my twins that um, he also got her pregnant and there was only three months left. For that kid to be born, um, I thought to myself, that this is not a good idea. He's not a healthy wow. person. Wow. And then I started some therapy and realized that what I've been through was not healthy, and this is not the way a relationship should be. <laughs> no, yeah, it's um, it's absolutely harrowing. Um, but I just want to ask you now, looking back, mm-hmm. it's um, I mean, again, you're a survivor, um, a hell of a strong woman, Maria, truly, <laughs> and um, not just sharing your story, which is incredible, but looking back. Would you say that you are now maybe in a way equipped with skills or knowledge to never, ever be in a similar relationship again? No, I no. would not say that. that uh, I, yeah, I, I've just got out of a new relationship, a man I had been dating for like eight months. And um, when I told about him to my therapy, she was like, you know, just your ex-boyfriend number two oh. and then uh, yeah I got I sat down and wrote down what how he talked to me and the way he behaved and how I behaved around him but this time it was easier and he didn't get so angry but mm. it was because I you know walk in the same pattern so I know which step to take so he yeah. didn't get uh, so I didn't do anything wrong no, so absolutely not. No. You never yeah. have. You no. never have. No, no, but but I, I knew how to be in this relationship because I have been there before, so it was easy for me to just to go walk back in into that pattern. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so but, if um, I could ask you, I mean, as to what motivated you to share this story with us here today, what what would mm-hmm. you say that would be? Um because it's a really brave thing that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Truly. Thank you. I think that it's important to share those things because we're not alone. We are a lot of women and some men who is 
in those situations, in those bad relationships. And you have to hear about it <laughs> before you can realize it. I am sad at some point that I was not the one who walked away so I can, you know, stand my ground. But that was not in the card for me to do. So, yeah. What yeah. an absolutely impressive, completely beautiful soul you are, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> if it could be a message of of hope that you could say out there to those who are, because unfortunately uh, there are and will be men and women in abusive relationships. And yeah. But those who are listening to this, what would you say to them? Take your time. It's okay to stay if it's too hard to leave, um, because sometimes you can it can be more dangerous if you walk away. So breathe and share, really share yeah. with your friends, those you know is there for you. It was my biggest mistake. I never said anything. Mm-hmm. So when he left and the way he did it and all the things that come after, my family and friends were shocked. Yeah. Because they never knew how he treated me when we were together. Absolutely incredible words of of not only wisdom but also power. You are a, <laughs> you really are, truly are an inspiration. I I I just I want to give you a giant applause here, Maria. <laughs> um, really, because we truly applaud you um, not just for sharing this, but also for the courage of talking to us about this, uh, also your story. Mm-hmm. It's um, really empowering. We um, send uh, only thoughts of love yeah. and, uh, and and healing. And healing. Yeah, thank you. And you too. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, hope to be able to see you and hug you very tightly very soon. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Maria. Bye. Enjoy your night off. Yes. <laughs> now it's <Yeah>. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to you soon. And continue good work. Thank you so much. Lots of love. (laughs) Bye. Bye. That was uh, absolutely insanely incredible. Yes. I hope, um, and you have to tell me because I am, when it comes to this, I am a novice. I hope I haven't made any mistakes or if I have asked some questions that were perhaps... No. No, and actually listening to her replies... To your questions, it's a lot of, uh, you recognize a lot. Yeah, you know? and this is also like the truly incredible thing yeah. that the, it's almost as if it's a custom made pattern. It is. That reemerges. And every time you see someone else in a relationship, you're like, oh, that's never going to be me. And it's just, and, it's, and you, you just get sucked into the shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, this is also, uh, not just a very brave woman, but it's also a mother. Mm. And I truly understand that there is a genuine desire in trying to fix something mm. as broken as it is because yeah. of your kids. You, you, I mean, yes. it's, which is again, a whole t- t- completely insane new angle. Yeah. No, but I definitely have that yeah. with men. <laughs> so, <laughs> But what was what was also like extremely insanely beautiful to hear as well uh, was Maria saying that she may repeat the pattern. Mm. It's it was just so honest, so beautiful. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Well, just before we perhaps take a teeny tiny break, mm. 
I, as I asked about the sexual part of the relationship, mm. I wanted to ask her, but I also wanted to ask you, because um, clearly it has changed throughout. Yeah. But for, from something good into something bad? Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously the beginning was, was good. Um, and then I don't, again, with, I don't think I realized what was happening but the the sex also became quite abusive and quite manipulative and at times i don't want to use the r word i don't want to do that um but definitely i mean there were times where i i didn't want to but i felt like i had to be there i had to please him and and if i didn't do it then there was going to be something to deal with there even more, you know, so. No, I mean, this is, I mean, this is also very much beyond manipulation. I mean, this is, yeah. this is coercing someone yeah. into doing something that they mm-hmm. don't want to do. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I, I really feel like I need to give you an applause as well because, um, it's not that I, want to end on a high note but in a way i do i kind of really feel like it, this is uh, it, it it is a it's a survival journey and um sharing it also as part of the healing right mm-hmm. and if this could help anybody out there that's listening who is yeah hopefully able to recognize a very very eerily similar pattern mm-hmm. then we have then, then we're extending a helping yeah, hand if we can. And that is why it, exactly. it's important to share, even just noticing the small things. Yes. Yeah. So you out there, dear listener, you're not alone. Mm. And uh, you can do this. And, uh, and if there's a tiny bit in your gut that's telling you something is off, then listen to it. Absolutely. Couldn't concur more. Well, dear listener, we're going to take the smallest break and we will be right back with our final segment, if you agree, Antonia. Yes. yes. Welcome back to Laughing at Limits. Dear listener, thank you so much for uh, being here with us on this journey. And by the way, if you are liking the show, then... Like. (laughs) Exactly. As Antonia is saying, like like us on Spotify or any other podcast outlet that you are getting this content from because... um, And shared. Exactly. exactly. If you you wouldn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, again, not to end... uh, on a chippy note, but we are laughing nonetheless. And uh, as we've established before, the ability to to laugh kind of is part of the the healing process, the right? Stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I was thinking maybe mm-hmm. of dissecting a story that I've been saving very much until the end. Though I also know that Antonia was proposing a kind of true or false uh, game of sorts. I did, I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
So what could that entail? Should we do a true or false of um, red flags in relationships? Could that be? Could that be a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Mm. So um, let me be the uh, sacrificial lamb. <laughs> what? Uh, what true or false question can you throw my way and see see how I do as a red flag? Yeah. Um. True or false? Okay. Um, hmm. Is it... Well, maybe I can do it a little bit differently. Is it okay to tell your partner what they can't or cannot do? In the sense of just small things as well. Like what they can wear, what they should be able to do when they go on a night out, you know. I think that this is very dangerous territory. I mean, setting boundaries is a very good thing, but in this case, I'm going to say mm, false yeah. in the sense that I would never impose any such rules on uh, my partner. No. Um, there should be, they should they absolutely have the right to wear whatever they want to wear. Mm. Go out and see whoever they want to see. Do you think, okay, so this is a different... Um, Do you think it's okay to for your partner to have friends of the opposite sex? Yes, I think that's absolutely yeah. okay. Because there's so many different opinions about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's um, cliche or not. I don't think it is. It's about trust. Yeah. And if I trust my partner, then why shouldn't they have? Um, they're living their own life. Yeah. We're just lucky enough to, you know, be exactly. be you know in this partnership, and mm. it's beautiful. But we are not joined at the hip. I mean, no. of course, he or she should be able to yeah. have um, a friend of the opposite sex. Yeah. But when does that line cross? I saw a video today, actually, mm. of um, a girl with a boyfriend. And um, she wanted to dress up for Halloween as a couple Halloween costume and he was like oh um, he didn't know that that was what they were doing he had already planned on dressing up with his female best friend mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it was uh, the dress up was like a couple's costume with this woman mm -hmm. or his his friend do you think is that like um, is that wrong is it it's uh, it's some uncertainty can arise i mean as long as it's something that you see it's a good it's a very good question because mm. i think I ideally mean, I, it should be discussed beforehand yeah ideally yeah and it sounds very petty and small to be like it's just a halloween couple's costume but like i said before i don't consider myself a very jealous person but i think like if my boyfriend had planned on going out with his female best friend in a couple's costume with her yeah there would be a little red uh, bell in my head that's bit, like yeah. no um okay i mean that's fine if you want to do that but maybe ask me beforehand you know exactly and this yeah. also i want to say that it seems to me that this couple or this particular couple in question that that they're not communicating that mm. well so, I mean, she's had an idea of what to do on this Halloween evening. It, it seems to me that they're not communicating. Yeah. And that's also why he's making plans with another woman. Not in the sense of yeah. another woman, but this yes, is yes. what I mean. Yeah. So, and, and this is again where not just these feelings of jealousy, but, but this these feelings of uncertainty mm. come up. Meaning, yeah. ah, 
And then like he told yeah. her that, oh, but she could just be the mom, you know, in this. In the, oh, what, what kind costume. of costume are we talking? Can we? Uh, um, so I'm not big on pop culture right now. So I don't remember the, it was Taylor Swift, the female had to dress up as, and then her current boyfriend. And then he was like, oh, well, you can just dress up as like the, the boyfriend's mother, you know. And you could be part of that. <laughs> wow! I'm, I, I, I uh, this, this could really make a, an excellent reality TV show. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm slightly interested, but I, I get um, it's a brilliant question. Thank you, and also, I uh, again, I, it's, it's all a communication issue. Mm. And by the way, even if it happens, you have to talk about it also during. Yeah. I mean, before the boyfriend or whatever goes out with. His best friend, female friend. Yeah, I think it's very he important. Should have to, been like, oh, yeah. Do you have any ideas for Halloween? Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. Exactly. So again, yeah. uh, you beautiful kids out there, communicate, communicate, mm. communicate. Mm. Very important. The key. The right. Key. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do Do you have maybe one more true or false before I go on to my story? Um, true or false? Is it okay to be annoyed if your partner won't hold your hand in public. Annoyed. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say no. Mm. I Also because it's a very distinct feeling to be annoyed. You can be annoyed only if, again, mm. if you communicated before, yeah. baby, this is something important for me. Mm. When you hold my hand, maybe it doesn't mean anything for you or to you but for me it means that we're together it makes me feel good makes me feel happy makes mm. me feel secure makes me feel that that other people are looking at us and we're an item yeah so you can only really be annoyed in my opinion if you have discussed this and then if your partner refused to do that then you'll be like hey but we talked about this yeah but just to be annoyed without mm. this uh, pre, not pep talk, but just this yeah. pre talk. Yeah. I, yeah. It goes a little bit back to the jealousy thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, do you, do you agree with my, with my answer? Yeah, I do. I do. It was, it was something that came up in my previous relationship of okay. a, a whole also like, something of this uh, yeah uh-huh. if, if i wouldn't hold his hand in public or if i wasn't quick enough to grab his hand you know yeah mm. well speaking of relationships and this is also something that um you know we, we can maybe like small announce that was very danish <laughs> um that our next uh, our next show is going to be about uh, sex and we know it's a very big topic so we're going to take it easy mm. possibly going to distribute whatever we feel Are we there? <laughs> yeah and maybe in in the next uh, two or three shows but um when it comes to relationships there's a fascinating story that I've um that I've heard or mm. read which is basically about an interview that was done with a hairdresser. Okay. And the question posed to this hairdresser in question was, what is the craziest thing you've ever seen in your career? Bear with me here. We're still on this Mm. relationship topic. (laughs) And um, she said, well, I mean, of course, she's a hairdresser, so she's prepared many brides. She's, you Mm. know, uh, that's, that's, that's her job. 
But she said that there was one particular wedding that she was uh, hired uh, at or to to you know do the makeup and the hair for this bride. And then before the ceremony, the bride said, "Oh, could could you please help me? You know, touch up on my. You know, I'm emotional. Maybe my mascara is running something." She's like, of course. Mm. So they're going into the into the female bathroom, right? And then when they enter, they see something absolutely unacceptably insane what do you think they see so the hairdresser and the bride enter the female bathroom what happens what what could they see there that would be extremely upsetting uh <laughs> god you've pretty much seen everything haven't you in the female bathroom um, <laughs> also very true. <laughs> i don't know what what do you see no i mean um let's just say the the groom is in the is in the bathroom okay so let's just start there so they enter and then he's there what what could we possibly doing that would be upsetting for anybody um, to see i mean anything sexual in there with someone else is it could be with one of the girlfriends it could be yeah yeah or, i think or the boys or, mean, or the boys yeah. exactly i mean we're we're everything is yeah. allowed except maybe in this setting yeah no but it's uh, it's uh, it's not anything sexual per se but it's extremely upsetting it's 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 truly shocking what could it be so what i'm saying is that the groom is not taking uh, one of the bridesmaids from behind that's mm. that's not it mm-hmm. but i would say that's maybe you know kind of on on a similar level or not on a similar level but it's it's just it's just very surreal okay it's the groom <laughs> i can see that you're like what, yeah. what where is she going yeah. with this is the groom and the groom's mother. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. What what could be happening there? Is he getting along with her very well? He they they are yes, it I mean they're family. So, well. <laughs> um so he's he's doing something well you said it wasn't sexual. This is the interesting thing that I also would like to hear your opinion on. Okay, I shall reveal yeah. the shocking truth. So the hairdresser is entering the female toilet with the bride. Mm. They open the door and they can see the groom and the groom's mother. They are in a sitting position and the mother is breastfeeding the groom. I kid you. (laughs) Thank you. Antonia Antonia just slipped off the chair. She She just went completely berserk. What do you do? Like, what do you even say? And and then, by the way, and they what? locked. Wait, no, wait. Yes. So, and, and they locked eyes. And and what the mother is saying, the mother-in-law is, well, I'm I'm giving away my little boy. It's it's one of the last times that we could do this. How mother, is she breastfeeding son? him? Does she have milk? I'm, okay, this is it's very technical what you're asking here. But let's that he's he's like yeah, he has his technique. lips locked on her nipple. Mm. It's 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 <laughs> <laughs> and and again because it's I I'm not sure is this a gray zone? I mean but do no. do, do, do do you just close the door and be like um It's absolutely not a gray zone. <laughs> if you are older than one, no. <laughs> it, it's but it, because again, it's not. Se- is it sexual? I mean, not per se sexual. It is not sexual. The, okay, so I'm always like, the human body isn't sexual unless it's doing something sexual. 
you know, just because you're naked doesn't mean that you are sexual. If I'm walking on the beach and I want to have a tan and I don't have any clothes on, that doesn't mean that I am down to fuck anyone. But there is a line where you become an adult <laughs> and yeah. You, but, but what if again, mm. communication, what if this is like a very, uh, you know, genuinely beautiful moment that this particular man has been sharing with his mother? It's a, you know, beautiful. Intimate. But I want to know, I mean, did it, did it just continue through the whole, his whole childhood and up until his late years and now? As far as I understood the story, likely yes. And it's definitely not something that he has shared with his so bride to be. So this is their bonding experience. This is their bonding experience, yeah. But you're there, you're, you're the bride, you, you open the door and then here you have the man that you're about to marry in about 20 minutes. Did he say anything? the groom no i mean he was his well, mouth yeah, i mean his mouth was occupied. he could he could stop sucking for a moment to speak you know <laughs> <laughs> you see the listeners this is how classy laughing at limits is but i just wanted to bring this absolutely completely inappropriate crazy story in the end because mm-hmm. first of all it's uh, it's true it has happened you can again look it up Mm. I don't come with uh, made-up <laughs> tales here. I love all your crazy <laughs> stories, my God. But but oh. this is the thing, I mean, relationship-wise and communication-wise, wh- like where where is the limit? And it's just, it's just, I think it's, it's baffling. It baffles me. I don't, okay, I don't think it's sexual. I don't. No. I don't think there's anything where, like, the two of them in any way want that to turn into something Which, sexual. by the way, is, uh, I mean, deeply, absolutely uh, out of balance, yeah. if I may say yes. so myself, without any judgment. But I think it's slightly not okay if you're having sex with your mom. No. I'm just saying, no. don't crucify me on this. No, I, I agree. <laughs> but for me, at least, I don't think I could live with that. Um, but no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, 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 God, <laughs> if you really love this man and it's like, well, oh, could, could you actually come back from this? No, I mean, I couldn't. No, I, I couldn't. I would never be able to look this man in, in the eyes again. No, oh. but some females out there might be able to be like, okay, this um, just once a week they have this like, oh, but I want to feel close to my boy, you know, <laughs> I, I, gen- I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know how to put into words how uncomfortable and, and weird that makes me feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we, uh, I think that we're on a consensus here. And uh, dear listener out there, we are so ready for you to share any crazy story or experience that you've ever had, both with a partner. Um, it's not just about, you know, f- going, walking in on them red-handed with another lover. Because no. that's kind of like, it's we're not even like... Not even a shoulder will be shrugged. Did they end up getting married? I don't think so. Okay. But uh, <laughs> okay for her. And Antonia is slightly relieved right yeah. now. She's like, oh, good. There's still justice in the world. It's still, <laughs> Just it can bit. still happen. Yeah. The stuff, the shit that us girls have to put up with. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so on this very chippy note. <laughs> good God. And uh, we would just like to say, un- do, would you like to add anything to um, not just my beautiful story, but just... I mean, uh, I do have the poem. 
Yes, we have a poem for you. I don't, yeah. Yes. Mm. Something very, very beautiful that we'd like to share to uh, end this episode with. And um, honestly, I have not heard this poem before, but I think it is the absolute best way to wrap up, to just send some words of of, uh, of love. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Um, it's a poem I wrote myself uh, after my relationship. And it's sort of putting things a little bit into perspective for myself and hopefully can help other people. So, yeah. We would love to hear it. Will you please read it for us? Okay. <clears throat> God, put on the spot now. Uh, hunger became starvation, and starvation became the known, the familiar. Starvation for love, compassion, honesty, care, joy. And when you become starving for life, you settle for just a tiny bite of bread. You lose your soul, you lose yourself. Your integrity, your worth, your voice, your honor, your sense of being. This is the familiar. This is your worth. And when you finally fed me that one bite of bread, my hunger would stop. I was fed. I was happy and content. Because you took care of me, right? Because you loved me, right? Because you wanted me, right? That bite of bread would last for months. You were so generous to give it to me. The least I could do was everything else. Why was that never good enough? Why was I never good enough? I tried. You have no idea how much I tried. Tried to be silent, compliant, loving, caring. Tried to clean, cook, run, fight for you. Tried not to cry and blame. Tried not to breathe. I am no longer starving because I know now that I'm capable of buying my own bread. Wow. Which was probably a bit of a heavy note to end things on. No, no, it's a, uh, it's a, uh... but yeah, I don't know. It came back to that whole eating thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, insanely beautiful, and uh, wow! I, I again, for the nth time uh, during this episode, I am lost for words. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course, yeah. Kind of a different way to see things. We hope, if I may say this, that you can take some parts of this episode and. Um, Feed on it. Hopefully mm. this will be your bread. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And uh, dear listeners, please uh, hang on tight because we are going to be discussing some really, really fun things <laughs> and also less fun things in our next episode as alluded to before about... And trying some things. Exactly. Yeah. And trying some things. By the way, hold on to your hats mm. and panties. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. And and uh, and hopefully you'll be following our crumbs because, uh, wow. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Antonia, for co-hosting this with me. You are um, mm-hmm. 
You're you're a hell of a woman. Oh. I must say. I mean it. Yeah, you are. Okay, we 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 we, uh, we must say goodbye so that I can uh, give my co-host a ginormous hug. <laughs> Take care out there. Hope that you will find your bread. And um, thank you for being with us here today and for listening. Thank you. <laughs>